My name is Susan Davis. I'm a professor of women's health. I'm an endocrinologist from Australia, and I'm also presently president of the International Menopause Society. And we have developed with multiple other societies a global position statement on the use of testosterone for women. Testosterone is a natural hormone in women and it is quite extensively prescribed for women across the world. There are no countries that actually have a nationally approved testosterone product. So basically all testosterone prescribing today pretty well is off-label male formulations or compounded therapies. And there's no agreement on who would benefit from testosterone or who wouldn't. And there's also the concern that many women are receiving very high doses of testosterone therapy. So it was really important to have a global consensus statement that identified when women might benefit, who those women are, so that women who would truly benefit by a trial of testosterone therapy would be given the opportunity to be treated. But equally important, it was needed that there was agreement on who should not be treated and what formulations or doses should not be used. So that was to protect women from unnecessary testosterone therapy and very much against inappropriate high testosterone exposure. The key conclusions made in the consensus statement were based on predominantly a paper published in Lancet Diabetes and Endocrinology, which was a meta-analysis of all randomized trials of testosterone in women, and where data was not available expert opinion. Primarily, we concluded that there was insufficient data for which we could make any recommendations that testosterone was useful for premenopausal women, and that was for any outcome. So we cannot recommend testosterone for premenopausal women. For postmenopausal women, the evidence for benefit was for women with low sexual desire that caused them personal distress. There was no evidence for benefit for any other clinical condition. Now, I put some caveats on that. There was sufficient data for us to say there is no benefit for postmenopausal women of the use of testosterone to improve well-being. There was limited data for which we were able to say there is no evidence for improvement in mood. For other things like cognitive performance or bone health or muscle health, there was insufficient data for us to say there was a benefit or there was no benefit. So the data is inconclusive, but these presently are not indications for testosterone therapy. And most importantly, there was no evidence for any serious harm. But I would emphasize the studies that we referred to all used what we would call physiological doses of testosterone in women. And the position statement strongly comes out against using testosterone that results in blood levels in women that are above those seen in premenopausal women and strongly against compounded hormone therapy. The primary limitations we had were, firstly, areas like bone health and cognitive function where there were just not enough studies or not enough large studies for us to make any conclusions one way or the other. The other limitation is that most women who have participated in the available studies or the completed studies have been relatively healthy. 
So if you look at the majority of these studies, they've excluded women who had severe chronic disease, were morbidly obese, drank more than three glasses of alcohol a day, etc. So although we concluded that there was no evidence of adverse events, serious adverse events with use of testosterone, this applies to a relatively healthy group of women. So we need more research for testosterone on other outcomes like bone health, muscle health, cognition, etc. And we cannot generalize our recommendations to women who have severe chronic disease or other health issues. I hope the take-home message from this is that there is a subgroup of women who may really benefit from testosterone therapy. They are postmenopausal. They have been screened out for other primary causes of low sexual function, so they don't have a terrible partner relationship. They're not on drugs that would suppress sexual function. It causes them personal distress, and they truly merit a trial of testosterone therapy. So don't be dismissive of those women and the use of testosterone. However, the testosterone must be the dose that maintains physiological levels for women, and we strongly advocate against using compounded hormones or male formulations in high doses. But please listen to women when they do present with concerns about their sexual well-being. Thank you for listening for this podcast today and I really hope it informs your clinical practice.